0: Hello and welcome to episode one hundred and seventy-nine of the Waters Waveland Podcast. I'm your host, Wei Shen, and this week we're joined by our UK senior reporter, Josephine Gallagher. Hi Joe, how are you doing? Hi.
1: Hi, Wei Shen. Thanks for having me.
0: It's good to have you back, even though I think this this is the first time that you're joining me on the podcast. I think previously you were with Tony, right? <laughs>
1: Yes, I spoke to Tony a few times, um, but this is my first time. I'm excited to to talk about um, what, or my feature, I guess. Um, so it'll be it'll be fun.
0: Yes. So uh, I guess without further ado, let's just jump straight into it. So recently, you published a, a feature um, looking at the proliferation of deepfakes and why capital markets need to pay attention to developments in that space. You know, although it um, it may not directly impact them just yet so i've read through your features really interesting but first tell me you know while you were doing your research and your calls and interviews and speaking with people for this story you know what really struck struck out to you what what was the most interesting thing about it
1: um there were so many but i'll try and i'll try and keep it to like about we'll say three points so one is that (laughs) That essentially, this impacts everybody. So it impacts everybody with access to the internet. It's the spread of like false information online or mm-hmm. disinformation online is important to anybody that essentially has a, a web browser. Um, so that's that was a key point that I kind of try to hit home. Um, well, another thing is that obviously, when it comes to false information, there's now deepfakes, which is kind of a, a relatively newer phenomenon. Um, it's essentially AI manipulated media. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point with this is that the technology behind it is getting far more sophisticated. Um, and the barrier to entry for using this type of technology is lowering. So essentially, people are like, essentially, it's getting easier to use it. And um, technology is becoming more sophisticated. So being able to actually detect with the naked eye, detect some of these, like I suppose, these deep fakes or these um, manipulated media. Like it's actually becoming more, it's more difficult. It's harder to do that. And also for some people that are, like your 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 individual on the street is, they are finding this technology or being able to buy or purchase this technology with quite modest means. So it's it's becoming a bit more concerning. Um, and being able to use. Um, AI manipulated technologies and basic technologies to, um, I suppose, sway public opinion is, is a scary thought. Yeah. So that's what I, I kind of always found interesting about all of this.
0: Yeah, I mean, in your article, you did mention, you know, some of the, uh, uh, some of the examples that we see. Uh, we can see, on, like, you can find on, on YouTube, like uh, the one with Bill Hader and and Tom Cruise, deepfake. Yeah. That was scary. I watched it earlier today, and I was like, I, I couldn't really tell. But some, I was like, oh, okay, he does look like Tom Cruise a bit, but it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There are ones that are like there are the odd
1: ones that are um there you can you can kind of spot the odd um unusual visual defects or unnatural behavior there, but there are other ones that are like essentially like, there was a one with Barack Obama and mm. there was an impersonator impersonating his voice and his audio and um like that one in particular, I mean that's quite scary that, that it's becoming quite realistic. And so like it's kind of an arm, arms race in the sense that you have to be able to find the technology to um, prevent the spread of this and be able to detect it and like, see that this is not an official or legitimate video of uh, a, a political person or a high profile individual saying this. So it, it's, it's getting to a point where um, you can't spot it with the naked eye.
0: Yeah. I mean if if we weren't told that oh, it was not explicitly said that that is a deep fake like uh the Jordan hey. Peele and Barack Obama one or the Bill Hader and Tom Cruise one like if I didn't see the word deep fake there. Yeah. I I wouldn't be able to tell.
1: Yeah, I know. It's 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 getting to that point like it's um and this is where we go into the deep fakes because this is built on Deep neural networks. So these technologies are feeding off vast amounts of data um, and images, and whether that data is images or visuals or videos. So it's it's continuously learning, of course, mm-hmm. and they are perfecting this ability to be able to impersonate individuals and fool people. Like with the, the, those media, like so, essentially, it's 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 the technology that's just becoming more and more sophisticated, which is quite scary, obviously. And if it means that it's becoming cheaper, then that's worse again. <laughs> In so, to some respects, if yeah, yeah, but yeah. And,
0: and, it's, and, it's, and one it's, example it's, that you actually gave that, that I, I guess hits a little bit closer to our audience is that uh, um, Robert Robert Dahl from uh, Nice Actimize yeah. gave the example that you know. Uh, a CFO from a company received a call from his or her CEO and was like saying, okay, you need to pay 250000 um, make this payment. And it sounded exactly like the CEO. So the CFO went, went and yeah. did the payment, but obviously it was to a uh, a fake account, I guess, uh, or a false account. Yeah. What a, a false account? I, I mean, a, a separate account basically that it was. So it's it's money that's stolen from the company really so I, I mean, yeah, you know what what does that mean then for uh for the future for capital markets does that mean that i mean in this in this in this specific case um does that mean that we they would just have to put in more authentication levels uh you know say if it is a if it's a call uh trying to um authorize a payment. Would it mean like maybe saying, okay, this is a code that you and I are going to use. Only you and I know this code. And um, if you don't say this code means this is not you. And therefore, I'm not going to be making this payment. You know, is it as simple as that?
1: I I think you, you, yeah, like you said, like, I think that essentially, like, this is, this can't be the case for major firms or banks or institutions that are out there that they can have just this one kind of sign off, they have to have multi-factor authentication or multi-factor authorization of some sorts. Mm-hmm. So that whether that means like having a, an individual um, sign off um, from bringing up somebody, but then obviously maybe typing in a code Or perhaps having several individuals having to sign off on certain decisions, or where money is being transferred from one to another, like was particularly when it's a large sum, like that he mentioned it was two hundred and fifty thousand, which is not your average, you know, paycheck or anything, (laughs) Um, but. I mean, it's it's that being able to have that multi-factor authentication or authorization. So, like having multi layers in security, but also, I suppose, training the individuals that are behind, um, those, like those decision making process, decision making process, but also the people that are involved in the the, the firm as well. Being able to have them, um i suppose spot check or detect when something doesn't seem right mm. um but also as well it's the tech being able to have your your detection systems and mm. um, being able to spot unusual behavior or if a transaction is being um authorized having those multi-layers or those you know um sign-offs been done in a as was legitimate secure way like it, it these are things that obviously have to be thought about so that that particular use case seems terrifying that that mm-hmm. was authorized and so went through and mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's why they need they need high security for those kind of um situations and it, it, this impacts. Um, not just your retail bank, not just your average firm. It impacts the, the capital markets as well because obviously you have to sign off on certain big decisions too.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and then when it when you talk about images, I mean, there are some, there's some technology that uh, and there's some firms that are already working to identify images that have been doctored or altered in some way. You know, um, and you spoke to some people about this. What what did they say? so in terms
1: of like detecting um images so it's getting there's a lot of work done behind this so for example the likes of the big tech firms like facebook um they are banning together with um partnership with ai witness and other academics and uh, microsoft as well as is, is in that there's a several industry firms but it's kind of the main driver would be facebook and um, so they are banning together with several industry firms for a um, I suppose initiative that they have called deep fake detection challenge. Um, and what they're doing there is that they're creating a major data set um, and also building out like more advanced technologies, deep learning type technologies to be able to detect um, a, like a, a, like essentially manipulated media. So they're creating this data set because there wasn't one in existence. You need in order to be able to train a machine like we know, you have to have the data to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, they had to create one. So they had to um, pay actors um, to... Um, essentially, to take several media images or visuals off them, and audios, I imagine as well, um, to be able to do that to build out that data set. And there are other kind of industry firms or firms as well. The likes of like Google and Jigsaw are also banning together, um, and they are also creating like a, a fakes data set um, as well, as well as like building out their own like um, technology capabilities to be able to detect. Um, deep fakes and AI manipulated media as well so that so there's a lot of initiatives taking place but it's just a point of like hoping that they are actually moving along fast enough because as Mm -hmm. they see it like if this is an arms race and um people are creating deep fakes at a faster rate than they were before and they're becoming more sophisticated
0: right but the issue there would really be with scalability right I mean how how do you think and how long would it take to achieve scale in that sense because you know this this technology is it's advancing so quickly that uh, the the people and the firms that are behind trying to identify deep fakes and trying to uh, help others prevent or identify them um, obviously they're at, they're working at a, a slower pace maybe um they they're kind of trying to catch up right so how then, if they can identify them already, like how would they achieve scale? I mean, how yeah, how do you see this uh, panning out in the next few years?
1: So um, there, there is this level, so there's kind of two schools of thought when it comes to, I suppose we'll say um, battling it out when it comes to deepfakes or trying mm-hmm. to combat deepfakes. So there's like the detection, side and then there's the authentication side so detection side can be when it comes to like visually detecting Mm -hmm. or it can be detecting on the back end so actually like looking at the the credentials or the the information of images or media or audio so that's in the back end so that's another kind of form detection but then there's also another school of thought which is like called um authentication so that's kind of um essentially being able to authenticate media from the point of capture. So there are a few firms that are doing this already. And one of them that I had spoken to was called TruePick. And essentially they created this um, piece of technology called their control capture technology. And what they do is that they they authenticate the technology or they authenticate the media by having their um, technology capture the image or the video, and then being able to create kind of a, a type of specialized hash code and um, being able to make sure that that is essentially secured and that's like their, their registry and then putting that onto a DLT network. So this is what they're kind of working on mm. and being able to create this kind of, I suppose, database um, of authenticated media. And in order to do that, like you mentioned, scalability, um, So scalability would come into a question when it comes to something like this, how do you scale um, a, a, a type of technology like this or initiative like this? Essentially what you need to do is to go from, as it, this, uh, I think this essentially I'd been talking to, um, uh, go from the hardware going from the software into the hardware. And so what that does is meaning like being able to um, partner with chip manufacturers potentially that are chip manufacturers that are in in phones or that are in mobile devices or other types of devices. Um, And so anybody that is taking an image or piece of media or anything, that means that it's automatically authenticated from Mm -hmm. the point of capture. And what they're doing with TruPic is that they're actually partnering with a chip manufacturer called Qualcomm Technologies. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's where they're going from being able to like obviously hopefully in their case have mass adoption so yeah mm. so it won't just impact like a small um group of people because for something for like this to work you do need um mass adoption essentially
0: yeah that's that's really interesting because then it will become i mean this is just on images right but that will just come from the point from the point of origination from like someone taking a picture then it's like yeah. immediately um verified, I guess, and authenticated that way so that you know which one is the original. And if anybody else tries to uh, alter it in any way, then then you would know that that is fake. Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly. So they, yeah, they have specialized algorithms that can, they can essentially, um, cross-check with so if an image is brought to them and they want to make sure that this is the authentic image they can cross-check with their own algorithms to make sure that that is the official you know original image um so yeah they have like a specific kind of um techniques for doing that and they also they use um different types of um, authentication techniques as well from the point of capture like they they Mm-hmm. make a record of like the date, the time, the location. Um, so there are several data points that they take
0: as yeah, well. Including the GPS of and, and the time zone of where yeah. it's taken. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I mm-hmm. mean, so I, I'm sure, I, I mean, this, this isn't, as I mentioned earlier, this isn't immediately uh, affect or directly uh, affect capital market players at this point of time. But this is something that they really need to start paying attention to uh, because really it'll just come back to haunt them right so i guess our readers would be able to follow your thoughts on this right going to the future
1: yeah i i hope so anyway like i mean i will definitely be looking to cover more stories on deep fakes and disinformation online and and also making sure that it, it it's relevant to our readers and how it applies to our readers and because this is this is like an important story um mm-hmm. and it's something that they should keep an eye on at least at the very very least because like Essentially, like data is a major has a major impact mm-hmm. on all the systems that they create or they use, um, and essentially, like there more firms are looking for new, unique, alternative data sources, mm-hmm. and this this is this essentially is um, something that they should keep an eye on, yeah. like alternative data sources, whether it's social media sentiment, web scraping, um, new media making sure that uh, the media that they read or that they plug into their systems that are being plugged into their systems um, is, uh, well, verified, is legitimate, is mm. um, essentially like, because it, this, this will impact the, the trading floor yeah. um, when it comes to alpha generation, but it'll also impact their risk and compliance departments. So mm, they need to right. be aware of false information that is out there um, and that it's becoming more widespread and yeah so this is it's a, it's a relevant story it's a timely story and um, and it needs to be considered by uh, a variety of sectors and including the market, market capital markets
0: yeah, yeah that's correct i mean and, and plus a lot of them are having like this data like streamed through like straight through processing and mm-hmm. so i mean yeah they definitely need to have it authenticated and verified that it is in fact true information and true data that they are getting and pushing in in through their systems so yeah well um on on to more i guess um even more fun stuff
1: positive (laughs) (laughs) more positives
0: Uh, i mean both you and i recently vacationed in uh turkey not not the not the bird but the country you know because uh yeah you you earlier (laughs) thought i was talking to you about the bird um (laughs) Um, yeah, uh, I, much, much I to didn't have my coffee. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> clearly did not. Turkey is a country. <laughs> so, yeah, tell me what, what was the highlight of your trip?
1: Um, The highlight of my trip was. The fact that i literally got to walk around and see the beautiful streets of um istanbul it was fantastic i loved it and um, the food was fantastic mm. the weather was amazing we went in october me it was me and my partner um we went in october and it was like 25 degrees wow. it was brilliant yeah um <laughs> and it was it was a lot of fun like we ate so much food um we went to all the different. We went also to the New City and then over to the Asian side, and mm. um, and it was brilliant. I mean, I I, I recommend it for anybody that um, has a trip that they want to book. I would recommend Turkey. It's a great choice.
0: Yeah, yeah I think so too. So I, I um, my husband and I went a little bit later, um, in December. We spent Christmas and New Year's there. Uh, unfortunately, in Istanbul, when when we were in Istanbul, it um <laughs> it was raining almost every single day. Uh, and temperatures were around um, maybe between two to nine degrees. <laughs> was, oh, it okay, cold. it was
1: colder then. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no <laughs> but, I
0: know, mean, but we we still really enjoyed it. And yeah, you're you're right. The food was amazing. I mean, uh, honestly, though, I mean, um, I mean, if I'm being honest, like by the end of my trip, I was really craving like a bowl of noodles. <laughs> like good ramen or like some good Chinese noodles
1: <laughs> so. Listen, I understand I mean when you when you want your own hearty food I'm the same I'm like when I go home to Ireland all I want is mashed potato <laughs> this is this is the truth I, I I'm just craving mashed potato all the time and I'm pretty sure that that's all I eat when I go mashed potato <laughs> so
0: is okay. I
1: mashed potato, like just I, I don't need anything else Just mashed potato with more mashed potatoes it's fine um no it's I, it's definitely something I have to eat when I'm home I don't eat enough for when I'm here in London <laughs> but yeah um you do miss your own kind of food that you that you you, you eat most of the time so yeah I get it I totally get it yeah. the Turk. have you had the Turkish coffee or the oh, Turkish yes. tea and the coffee
0: um I prefer I'll- the tea but the, t- the coffee I mean they're really strong but because it's not um uh I guess not filtered so like in the cup in a small little cup that they give you you can probably only drink half of it mm. so um I mean I I like the taste of it until I could not drink it anymore um but I I didn't enjoy having the little the greens, I guess, from from the coffee grounds, coffee beans. Coffee, See, coffee, I, coffee? <laughs> yeah. I, didn't really. Enjoy I know, that I either. know what you
1: mean. But, yeah. The the kind of excrements from the <laughs> from the coffee. Yeah, whatever well, it's. Cool. Um, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> I I I couldn't drink the coffee. I I feel so disappointed with myself. I thought it was just it wasn't my thing, but I did like the tea when mm. I had sweetener in it um oh yes but I'm really yes. glad I tasted like both of them so I I got to at least experience it um but I I, I like the tea the tea I will definitely I mean on occasion I can drink um if I what if, if I find it <laughs> in <laughs> London um but I at the coffee I couldn't unfortunately it was probably I don't know if it was not necessarily too strong but it did have a a, a, a different taste to maybe my palate is used to
0: mm. but
1: yeah we yeah. we we also experienced um uh an incident with the, the wildlife that was in Turkey.
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah yes. I, I, mean. <laughs> um, I I
1: there were so many dogs and cats I couldn't get over it that was probably the thing that I'll take home the most from that experience because there were I swear I have never seen so many wild dogs and cats in all my life
0: Well was it, was it in a good way was, or a bad way
1: It wasn't a good way because I was I was kind of um I just thought that th- this is really cool I was like this is like I mean I, I knew that well okay so not me but my my partner um went to go and pet <laughs> one of the dogs I'm less than- <laughs> he, ne- <laughs> he nearly ran a mile um he-, he was so terrified because the dog went for him oh my um gosh. but but yeah, I uh, he he didn't go near the dog after that point, or any of that wildlife after that point. But it, it, I thought it was cool. It was in, it was a, a unique experience to see like so many wild dogs and cats
0: um roaming the streets. Yeah, it no, it was it was cool because um well I, I guess it it is cool because they actually do take care of them. So I have seen uh some of like the shop owners they or even in the metro stations they leave um, food out for the the cats and dogs. So even though they're mm technically strays, they're still taken care of by, I guess, Yay. the government. They give them, like, a, they, they spay them, they neuter them, and they also uh, I think give them vaccinations if I'm not mistaken. So, um, well, while I was in Ephesus, I was, there, there were about 200 cats there, according to our tour guide. And I, well, I, I, I'm I a huge animal person. I, I, uh, I'm more of a dog <laughs> person than a cat person, but there were plenty of cats there, no dogs in Ephesus. So I went up to like take a picture of one, and I gently stroked it. It was just basking in the sunlight. I guess I disturbed it a little too much. Like it actually snapped and like bit me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Luckily, <laughs> l- luckily not hard enough to like puncture my skin. But I had—I mean, it it did hurt for a little while. But uh, I didn't have to go to the doctor <laughs> to get an injection or anything, just in case. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it didn't, if it didn't go through the skin, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're you should be safe. But I'm so sorry. I'm. I'd say the cat was just like I'm. 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 I'm basking in the sun or lounging in the sun. <laughs> I don't yeah, want to be yeah. disturbed. Yeah. But, but like just you, you, just don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just don't know. So like every every pet. Uh, I wouldn't say pet. Sorry. Every animal, like dog or cat, that I tried to like approach or like pet after that, I I was a bit more careful. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, that's that's. That, this is like solid advice for anybody coming or going to Turkey. Yeah. I mean, you just need to be a bit more, you know, um, careful and, you know, like, you 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 judge which pet you go up to and approach. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah. make, make a make a make a, an intelligent judgment as to which.
0: You got you <laughs> to try you and read this. their behavior or their their yeah. mood <laughs> in that minute. And moment
1: <laughs> I think that's pretty solid uh, advice yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I hope you had a great time anyway
0: um, I did it, it was amazing and I would totally go back um and would highly recommend anyone who wants to visit Turkey as well well if you do want any advice from either Joe or I just send us an email and mm-hmm. um yeah we'll get back to you with uh with this.
1: <laughs> yeah we d- we don't need tip-offs or news or anything like that um just send us an <laughs> Just send us some questions on, on <laughs> some <laughs> advice on Turkey. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, it's been it's been really fun having you uh, join the podcast uh, this week instead of my usual Tony.
1: <laughs> I'm sure I was more fun.
0: Oh yeah, definitely for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel him rolling his eyes right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Till till next time, I'm sure this is this is not gonna be the last time you're on. I am going to be picking on you every now and then. So, just, okay, great. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I'm
1: always happy to contribute when I can.
0: Thank you, thank you very much. And yeah, thank you for joining us today. Well, folks, uh, till till next week, we'll meet again. Thanks, Joe.